You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 68. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hi, this is Ed K. Smith from the Business Marketing Show, and we have a guest on the show today, Mr. Brett Thompson from brettthompson.com. And Brett is one of Australia's highest paid in-demand copywriters and marketers and uh, conversion strategists. He's a best-selling author, speaker, coach, and mentor. And Brett has been the secret weapon behind some of the largest and most profitable direct response marketing campaigns in Australia. So I met Brett several years ago in Chiang Mai at a conference we were both presenting at, uh, along with his wife, Lanika, and uh, very much look forward to hearing what Brett has to share with us today. So we'd just like to say thanks very much to Brett for coming on to the podcast. How are you, Brett? Thanks for coming on, mate. I'm uh, pumped and excited to be chatting to you guys today. It's going really well. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on because I know you are very busy and your lovely wife, Lanika, are both uh, always gallivanting around doing lots of different things and, and seeing as you are the, the the copywriting maestro of the universe um, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, you're always in high demand for your copywriting skills and also the, the stuff you're working on um, with different people with entrepreneurship and uh, working with lots of different clients in, in that space. Uh, you've got a lot going on and you've been to Singapore recently and you just uh, had a little workshop you ran in, in uh, it was in Brisbane? Yeah, yeah, we've done, um, yes, well, generally we, we run our own event but I speak at a lot of, a lot of different um, stages in um, Australia overseas as well. So uh, the, the main workshops we do now are kind of fulfilment workshops for our members but um, but do a lot of um, guest, guest speaking spots as well, which is, which is super cool. Fan, fantastic. And of course, I was very rude and forgot to say we've got Brendan. Well, thanks, Ed. <laughs> the, 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 the co-host of the show. The corner over here. Yeah. This podcast wouldn't exist without <laughs> Brendan. So, uh, sorry, mate. I'll no, normally put you first. Say this, you know, hey, Brendan. But uh, I, I forgot. I was so excited to talk to Brett that I, I, I forgot about you. But it, it's not that I don't love you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so look, that's fantastic. And so the, the the event in Singapore, you did you guys both speak at that, or were you just attending? What was the, the one in Singapore that you were just at? You know, we both spoke. So I, I was asked to do a do a, a talk on, um, on on copywriting um, and also um, in in particular email marketing, um, uh, which was really cool. It was received very well, um, and Lanika. Um, did as you know, Ed. She um, she did her talk about her story and mindset, self belief, self dialogue, all that kind of stuff. And suffice to say, blew everyone away. Uh, yes, I have been privileged to be in that space and hearing that for the first time when uh, we first met in Chiang Mai in two thousand and thirteen. Um, and 
that was an amazing story, and Lanika's story is very, 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 very. Uh, to say cool is not the accurate word for it. I, mean, I think, yeah, amazing, mind blowing. All those superlatives uh, don't really do it justice. But uh, Lanika is going to come on the podcast, hopefully, and we'll we'll be able to get that story as well. And there's lots of exciting stuff happening in her space. So, so let's mm-hmm. do a bit of a rewind because we gave a bit of an introduction uh, about who you are at the start before we started talking. Uh, but I'd like to hear it from from your mouth. You know, going back, how did you get into being a copywriter? Because for those people who don't necessarily know what copywriting even is, it's a terminology that gets used a lot in the the internet marketing slash digital marketing space. And I think there's a lot of confusion about what it is and what the role of copywriting is. So. Um, a bit of a history tour. Lead us into how you got into doing copywriting, mate. Yeah, cool. Now, I appreciate the question because I, I, I love telling people my journey, my story, because it gives people hope, right? Because, uh, yes. I mean, yes, um, you know, I've contributed to hundreds of millions of dollars of new sales because of um, my contribution in the copywriting for, in copywriting for multiple different industries. But, um, so people think that, you know, to be a good copywriter, you must be some kind of a wordsmith. You must just be, have such an incredible um, comprehension of, of the human, of, of, of language and all that kind of stuff. So uh, um, I want to debunk that idea because I kind of went through school, um, uh, all through my school and didn't read a book. I, I failed English all the way through. Yeah. Uh, um, I think um, I, I remember... Um, celebrating at the end of when I finished year 12 at Tweed River High. Um, I remember um, this walking out of school thing, and this is awesome. No one's ever going to have to ask me to read a book for the rest of my life, right? I was just a little yeah. bit. Um, and then I, I spent the next 10 years as a full-time investor. I invested 90% of my income into my social life, right? <laughs> I like that, a full-time oh investor. That's great. anyone who knew me around then i was just this i mean i lived with nightclub owners and it was just like life was just a big party for me right um but in 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 that time um i um i had i had a a secret life going on on the background i was um i was always ambitious um but um so i i I was a part of a like a network marketing business didn't make a, a lot of money but it sure helps help, um, builds your builds yourself like a thick skin and and um, salesmanship and um, and personal development, right? Um, another yeah. thing that happened in that journey was um, I was blessed with identical twin boys, right, and became a dad, and um, and I took that really serious, um, uh, um, and and so. Then I realised I looked at the people in my industry. I've been in the same job for like fifteen years. Um, I was always a very hard worker thinking that if I just keep working hard, I'll, I'll get rewarded later. And I, I learned a big lesson that you don't get what you deserve in life, you get what you negotiate, right? And I realised um, that I had to be in my own business. So I had my first business idea, which was to run personal development workshops for kids, right? Because um, I read my first when – I, when I first out, found out I was going to become a dad, I read my first book, um, which was Awaken the Giant Within with Anthony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, like a monster book to start with, by the way. If you're ever going to start reading, that's quite a big one. <laughs> yeah, it is. A, it is a big book. Yeah, but it, big, it, big, 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 not just physically, but also big in ideas and thinking and challenging uh, how you look at the world and life. Well, it was a complete. It just completely um, changed my outlook on life. I'm, 
I mean, I really bought into the concept that you really can create your own destiny. And I thought, wow, no one taught me that at school. And so I, um, I got very passionate. And, and when, you, when you're very excited about something, you can't help but preach it to your friends. So I'll quickly burn a lot of friends. And then I jumped into my first business because I said I wanted to run seminars and workshops and teach kids these principles. And everyone said it was a brilliant idea. They loved it. So I resigned, started my first business and found out very quickly that you can have a good idea on one side, but if you don't know marketing, you can lose a lot of money, right? And I, that's exactly what happened to me. I think my mm. first year of business, I turned over $16,000. At that time, I was, I was bringing up three boys and um, that was really tough financially and all that. Um, and I found myself at a marketing event, um, a guy by the name of Mal Emery jumped up on stage and uh, known as the Millionaire Maker and he said... Um, um, he said, "Radio folks, what I'm going to do now is share my um, the number one skill that's put more money in my bank account than anything I've done in my life." And I remember thinking, "Right, I've only got like 500 bucks in my bank, so whatever comes out of this dude's mouth, I'm just going to do it, no matter what he says." <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he said, "It's the art of writing compelling words that motivate people to take action, better known as copywriting." And I went, "Oh no, I don't like writing. I hate it, but I." You know, <laughs> Um, but I, I said, oh, I'll, I'm going to do it. So I, um, I, I, I went down that path, connected with a guy by the name of Pete Godfrey, and learned that, and, and then and invested in every course I go to. And I got very good very fast. So I, I, I the next year, I, I generated and throwing money at me to write copy for them. Um, and over the next seven years, helped contribute to over two hundred twenty million dollars just in Australia, right? Um, and now um, I've, I've run multiple coaching programs, teach business owners how to do that, and I've got my own copyright only agency. So I, uh, I, I tell you that because what I love is is getting behind fast-moving entrepreneurs and business owners who might be very good at what they do in their skill, but they, you know, they, yeah, they just they might not they might not know how to articulate their genius very well. And and I guess that's um, something that's teachable. And something I got very good at very fast, and uh, and I, I just like seeing good business owners win because 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 you know the thing that I like to stress to people is it's, it's not the product that's going to change your product that's going to change the world; it's the marketing that's going to change the world right behind your yeah. products. Yeah, and, dead, um, dead true. I mean, that's that's the thing. There is there are so many successful. Uh, marketing campaigns long before the internet ever came along that were based on what was written and it, I think it always will be in in some way shape or form be based on how communication is put across to your market so uh, but you know you look at some of the the great copywriters going you know back uh, years and years and years and the principles haven't changed regardless of the internet would you would you say that's pretty accurate Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a hundred percent psychology. Um, yeah. so you, you don't have to be a wordsmith. You just have to understand the psychology of the market of, of your client, or what whatever what it's going to take to make them take that next step. And I think um, yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah. So I mean, online, offline, it's it it's, it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, tactics have changed, but not the principles. Uh, one of the great copywriters that I've listened to over the, the time was uh, a guy called Gary Bensavenga, which you no doubt know. Um, mm. he, he's, he's a fantastic uh, copywriter and has, has done lots of amazing work over uh, many, many years. Um, and looking back to some of the, the great books that I first read 
uh, which is technically it's talking about advertising, but it's still talking about you know how you write and what words you put down. That's uh, scientific advertising by Claude C. Hopkins, and that was written back in like 1923. Um, mm. And and the principles of that sort of stuff ha- haven't changed at all. Uh, it's just as as it is. So um, so in terms of you know you started writing copy and doing lots of different work. What sort of industries were you writing copy for? Was it just sort of digital marketing, internet marketing space, or was it for, you know, typical, you know, bricks and mortar businesses? Give us a bit of a rundown of what you were, what sort of work you were doing. Yeah, yeah, look, it was, it was pretty, fairly, um, it was fairly diverse, really, to be honest with you. I, uh, I like, I, um, I was part of, like, a, a business coaching group, and, um, and, and so when there's when they like they, they had they used to bring in guest speakers right and um, and when the guest speaker came up and started you know, um, you know highlighting what they do and all that kind of stuff I felt I saw a lot of the audience they lining up and um, just wanted a photo with them and getting an autograph and stuff like that I just I used to just wait back and then I'd go up and say hey you know my name's Brett I'm doing copyright and can I can I do some work for you like and I know um, and there was and so um, I, I tell you that because um, I got the rec- recognition of being one of the greatest, one of the best copywriters in Australia very fast. Was I the best writer? I have no idea, but I, I had so much front and so much, um, I was just confident to approach big hitters very fast that um, um, I, I kind of left a lot of other copywriters for in, in the dust as far as um, results, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the... the and as it turned out, it wasn't planned, but a lot of the, the, the first bunch of clients I, I really started working with, probably 70% of my clients were in the seminar marketing these people putting on events and, and seminars. So I um, right. just by default, I got very, very good at motivating people to, um, to buy seminar tickets and, and drive to seminars or fly to seminars and and, um, and I got very good at that space. And then I um, – and, and, and another thing is um, – it's okay to do stuff for other people, but um, the real lessons are when you put your own money down and do it for yourself. So um, I, I had that experience as well. Um, so um, so I I think I got so good so fast um, because I was prepared to put money behind me and back myself and, and do stuff that I was doing for other people and, um, and experience it, and I was able to relate that in a really good way. Yeah, awesome. So how much of your time nowadays do you spend doing uh, doing copywriting work? Um, right now, um, well, I've got a, an agency with, you know, gun copyrights from all over the world. So um, the only copy I write for myself uh, is for my own business and for, you know, social media posts. See, I see a lot of uh, – and, and then the other time I, um, I've got a um, – I might critique I, – I, here's the thing, mate, like, some of the biggest copywriting breakthroughs I've had is more about the big idea um, above anything, right? And then you translate that big idea into the right words. Kind of like what you said, some of the biggest marketing campaigns is to do with the words, but it's generally um, yeah, conveying a big idea um, into the market. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm generally the big idea guy, the strategy guy, um, and then I've got writers who kind of carry that through. I'll have a, a high-level kind of critique i've got a copy chief who kind of does the micro um critiques of my team um but 
I'm, I'm enjoying putting my copywriting skills into social media because um, um, I, I see a lot of social media um, agencies who take on clients and they just churn out little images with cute words and stuff like that, but there's no emotional impact, no emotional spike. So when when you put your, the copywriting skill into social media, you can make it like a, a significant following and, and response, and I'm, I'm living proof of it because I'm putting it into action at the moment. Yeah, and, and look, I, I'm you know obviously following a lot of the stuff that you're you're doing and and see that come through. So the two the two of those things combined are extremely powerful because you do have that multiplication leverage of getting to lots of people very quickly with with the message. So uh, I, I think it really if you have a strong copywriting skill or can engage someone that can can create uh, a well structured well well copywritten uh, social media marketing campaign that's a, a very powerful thing so Brent, brendan i'm assuming you're still on the call we have we haven't heard anything from you mate but <laughs> i'm here i'm here just listening intently <laughs> listening intently uh do, do you have anything uh, that's um you want to say i'll ask brett at this moment in time i guess more of a tactical question where do you see yeah, a lot of people write stuff on the internet and a lot of it's pretty horrible. Like what are the common mistakes that you come across when it comes to copy that's out there or people marketing things online and, and just like, the, you know, if you could give someone some advice, what would you say, I guess, my question? Yeah, cool. That's an awesome question, man. I'd say, um, look, where, where I see most people go wrong is um, their – most people are, they write very institutionalized. They, they they grew up you know reading textbooks and uh, and and so that tra- kind of translates. And people seem to feel like they need to use big words. And uh, for me, I was lucky. I kind of slept through school, um, didn't read textbooks, and you know I don't know a lot of big words. So <laughs> you know, that was uh, uh, so I get paid deservedly enormous amounts of money to dumb things down for people, and I see. Um, People, uh, business owners, um, they, it's, it's the, the, the copy that they write is, oh, here's the thing, right? And most business owners are so close to their business that they think the way to convince people is to logically list out all the reasons why they should buy. Like, and, and they, they, they try and, they try and, um, um, you know, list out all the reasons why they should buy. They try and sell it too fast. But, where I come in, when people, um, when we get behind a, a, an entrepreneur, we, we know that our job is to make people want it first, right? We've got to build up the desire, uh, stir up all the pain points um, and bring it to the forefront of their mind and and, and create that, um, that desire either to move towards something or move away from something else. And then we offer the product as a, as a solution, right? But um, so the mistake I see people doing is they, they write, um, very flat, very boring, unemotional, um, and they're just boring people, and people aren't reading, um, and and they're not positioning their offer. They're not making people want it before they they um, they they offer it to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it does. Yeah, and that's there's nothing worse than that is when you you read things and it's. I always when I talk about copywriting with people and and how it should it should be like a conversation. It should be. Like a real life, down to earth conversation. You're having someone having a drink, having a coffee, uh, sitting at a bar somewhere. You know, it's just that it's you know two two people conversing, and and as if you're talking to that person, rather than writing something that's trying to 
reach everybody it it needs to be more um personalized does that make sense to you is that how you think about it as well that's bang on buddy absolutely bang on and just following on from uh, what you asked before brendan some of the tactics one of them is conversational copy see yeah uh, a lot of people come to me and they say you know oh i'm in a very crowded industry how can i you know where's my point of difference um number one for most uh, businesses the point of difference is is them themselves in most in most cases. Like, um, so I, a lot of people say, but how do I become a good copywriter?" And I'll say, "You don't don't try and be, and and, and also um, don't try and always um, tell stories about how great you are, how everything's fantastic. It's okay for self deprecation and, and 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 be transparent and, and vulnerable enough to share the losses as well, because that that that's that penetrates the market." People go, oh my god, I can trust this person, um, and and I feel comfortable around this person, right? And I see, um, I, I, I mean, I, the, the, what I love about my marketing is I've never, in, I'm never feared or worried about if someone's saying anything wrong about me because I usually beat them to the punch. Right? If yeah. I do anything wrong, I'll tell everyone first, and um, and it's incredible engagement you get because it's so fresh and so different. Um, back to the other. The, the tactical side of this, going a bit deeper, is is actually telling stories or writing copy with that conversational tone. So I'm going to share with you some ways that um, that I do, and that you, the listeners, can actually instantly start and write conversational. So number one is you have to write as you speak, right? Uh, that's like you said, um, you just nailed it. This is just imagine you're um, sitting over at a coffee table or uh, with someone you know you feel comfortable with, and just and just try and capture that kind of dialogue. The only caveat to that is write as your market speaks. So if I was commissioned to write for like the medical industry, I wouldn't be using the um, the laid back colloquial kind of style that I naturally talk. But I'd I'd, I'd probably step yeah. up to their kind of languaging. But but that conversational tone, um, like if you run blog posts, social media posts, or emails, website copy, whatever, what it does, um, it it's so refreshing for people uh, because it's, it's different and it, it, it's, it's bonding. Um, so here's other ways of doing how to write conversational if you're not naturally good at it. Number one is sit opposite somebody that you feel comfortable with, friend, family member, colleague, whatever, and just just um, record a conversation, just try and pitch your business to them, try and sell them on your business or whatever. Invite them to ask, you know, come up with objections and you handle it, whatever. But to get the whole, the whole thing transcribed, right? And then when you get it back, um, you have a full transcription of that conversation. You take out all the ums and the ahs, obviously, but you leave all the other parts in there, which we call connectors. Things like, oh, I'll get back to that later. Oh, you love this part. Oh, that reminds me of something. Oh, let me explain those kind of things. You see, you don't see those in textbooks, but if you break up your copy yeah, with yeah. those connectors. My God, it's like it's so refreshing and so different. And what it does, it increases readability, right? People read more, and the more they read, the more they buy, right? And that's our job is to keep them reading but without waffling on too much, right? So that's one way you can do it. Um, now, if you didn't, if you don't have time to do a recording to get it transcribed, then just visualise what a real-life conversation like. Play a video in your mind Um and just, just try and transcribe what a real-life conversation will go. If you just practice that, um, you, you'd be amazed at how it just adds flavour and life 
to your to your copy. Um, another another way to increase readability is um, short sentences and um, and short words. So this is again another caveat to writing as you speak. When we write as we speak, we generally speak with long sentences. But the sentences I try and write in emails uh, or social media posts or whatever, it's usually um, less than seven words, right? Not including a i ins and its. Um, and and also uh, on an email, I'll have um, double space between each line. I'll have um, short paragraphs. Short paragraphs are um, uh, like one one sentence paragraphs, double space. One sentence paragraph, double space. Right? Because yep. um, it's easy to read, um, and and um, and again, more they read, the more they buy. Um, if I if I have a sentence. This might have words that have like three syllables. Like marbles in front of someone when they're going for a run. Like they're going to trip up and uh, and start skim reading, and you've lost that flow. So, um, so that's that's some tactical stuff, Brendan. How you can um, write more conversationally, um, and um, with just a few rules that, that the team and I use um, to to do that. Cool. Yeah, there's some good stuff there. One thing I do because it's so hard to use sit at a blank page sometimes is I just um, open up the email client or Gmail or whatever and then write an email to myself because I write emails all day long so it's really easy to bang out an email explaining something and I find that's a good way to get, even if I use that and po- paste it into a, a Google Doc later, that's a good way for me to write copy because it's it's just where I'm sitting there writing all day long. Like it's just writing emails is natural and it, it just comes off a lot better rather than trying to be all wordy and write something salesy. So, yeah. That's, that's yeah. interesting. So, can you repeat that again, Brendan? Do you say if you had to write a sales piece or whatever, you'd you'd write an email to yourself? Is that right? Yeah, like I'd write it, or I write it as if I was writing to one customer to explain something. Because quite often I've explained the same thing fifty times or sold it fifty times in a one-on-one email. So, because um, actually at the moment we're going through and redoing all the pages for all the products on our website because it's the, what's online is horrible, and I find that's the quickest way for me to write any copy is just write that email or even pick up an email I've written in the past where someone's bought something and then just build the, you know, take that copy from that email and then build the page based on that because I know it works. If they bought something, I know it works and it's a conversational style. It's like that one-on-one explaining something direct and it reads really personally and it's really good for me to get past the that blank page syndrome where I'll rewrite the first line 20 times before I get any momentum at all, you know. That's so cool, man. I love that. And 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 you brought up a good point, and that's something that we do is um is when we write copy, we don't think of it as a person. Now here's here's a bit of a an avatar that can help all business owners. You want to write to someone who is um the heavy lifted, the heavy users. You don't don't write to someone who's I mean he, a lot of people I work with um um they, they have a tendency they want to save people, right? And you can fall into that um that spiral where if you're just trying to save people all the time and 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 you're trying to placate to them um that's not real strong copy is quite soft but if you if you talk to the heavy users who are potentially going to give you um, a lot of money then that has a very strong energy towards it but there's there's one part of it you have to write to them as if they've got a healthy dose of skepticism as well um and so when i when i try and picture someone i'm writing to it's someone who could potentially uh, spend good money with me, but who's got a healthy dose of scepticism, mm-hmm. and and uh, and that's just a good um, kind of visualization, so I can actually, 
you know, you know, try and connect with them on that level. Fantastic. Very good tip. So, mate, you've um, – I always find it funny when I think about this, you know, you, you talk about how you, you uh, didn't do well at school with English and various things, but you are an author, and other than your copywriting stuff, you have actually written a book called Client yeah. Rush, which you released a few years back now, which is uh, still just as relevant now as it was back then. Um, yeah. So how did that process come about? What was it like writing a book for someone who didn't like that whole book-related stuff back in school? Yeah, it's quite funny, isn't it? I, I, I used to think that if, if my English teacher knew how much money I'd make through writing, she'd roll over in a grave, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like writing a book was more about, of about contribution for me because I, um, because I, I kind of uh, had very rapid success um, well, when I say rapid success, I had like seven, eight years of of not making much money in network marketing. So I know what it's like to like be under financial strain and, and follow your dream and all that kind of stuff and not turn out. So yeah. that's important. So it, it's kind of like one of those 10 years to an overnight success, you know. Um, but I found myself teaching on stage um, and, and really enjoying that because I, I, I found out that what I did so naturally, I could teach it to others, and I and um, so I guess the book was just more of a leverage way to um, to unpack my ideas and everything I've learned and share that. Um, and it is, it's, it's, it's damn good, man. Like I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. In fact, a lot of the stuff that I put in that book um, is similar to what you'd pay for a couple of grand for a home study course. Um, so um, I, I don't remember any friction about that. I, I just remember being very excited. Um, to just to you know share that because um, but yeah it, 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 it's it's quite ironic when I look you look at um, where I came from on that that area but um, but it's 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 making a difference in business owners lives yeah fantastic we'll put a link in the show notes to to Amazon where you can get that for some ridiculously cheap prices like. On Kindle, I'm looking at it in the Australian store, and it's like a dollar thirteen, um, <laughs> which is just a joke. Which is just ridiculous. I think that's the funny thing about uh, books on on Amazon now. Um, I, I'm not sure how the psychology of this works, but what the perceived value is of books because they're so cheap, do people still think that they're going to get a lot from them when they're sort of that price point? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not making a statement one way or another. But it yeah, just, I, it, I don't think. I think. I mean, depending on when people listen to this, um, it might not always be that price. I mean, I I had a, a client who said that helped me with Amazon, and I said, yeah, go and do what you need to do, and then um, and they've moved on, and I have no idea. I, I've been too busy helping other people that it, it definitely shouldn't be that price because I don't I don't really I don't, I don't buy books that are like ninety nine cents. It's a dollar thirty uh, well, for me. <laughs> so yeah. so if you're listening to this at whatever date this is, uh, you know you're listening to this. The the price on Amazon price may may go, go up, up. <laughs> may go up to a thousand dollars, which is which is a minimum minimum worth like bare bare bones minimum of worth of what you'd get out of the book if we're basing it on that but uh yeah, yeah. so anyway but anyway we'll put a link to it and it'll be whatever price it'll be whatever people look at it but it's well, a great there's also the hard the hardcover book i'll give you a link to that as well because um if, if you can have the choice of the the kindle yeah, yeah. Or the yeah. i've got both brett because i'm you know i love you so much Super i've got right i've got an autographed copy of the hardcover one you know 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. but, but uh yeah I, I also like to have the kindle one so i can read them anytime so great job on the book so so now you're you're working with a lot of entrepreneurs at the moment so you're sort of in that entrepreneurship space and so you're not only you're doing the copywriting you're you're working and you're doing a lot of educational stuff and workshops and training and you're, you're just like i sometimes think you talk about that you've got twin sons I think yeah. there's actually three of you sometimes because you're in that many different places doing that many different things. I go, bloody hell, Brett's over there and he's over here and he's over there. He's, surely there's more of him than just one. So what, what are you doing a lot of uh, that sort of stuff at the moment? Give us a bit more rundown on that. Yeah, look, um, look, I'm glad to say that. I, I want to be really um, transparent with everyone here. Like um, I, um, I, you know, copywriting has changed my life, and and just like Mal predicted, it has put more money in my bank account than anything I've done in my life, right? Um, but you know, I I kind of got um, a bit bored with it, like not bored. I just I thought I'm, I'm sure I'm meant to be doing more than just just being a copywriter. So I um I, I started hopping around and doing lots of different things. I thought you know I'm going to market myself as the as the funnel guy or the seminar guy, and and um and so my entrepreneurial um, journey has had um, some you know, massive peaks and troughs, right? Because simply because I was trying to find my kind of space, that and and I was always uh, being being a hundred percent creative guy that I am. I was always saying, "What's next? What's next?" Right? Yeah. Um, yeah but now I've um, yeah, you learn from that, and I finally landed on something that, that my calling in life is to get behind fast moving entrepreneurs uh, who have got. Um, great ethics and morals and a product or service that can make a bigger impact in the world. And I want to kind of play a part where I um, we look after all that copywriting for them and they can um, make a bigger impact in the world. That's And and I'm really excited about that now. I know I know who I serve. I know how we serve them. I'm not running away. I know I'm, copywriting is my thing, um, but I, there's only so much I could do. So I built a team and everyone's paid money to be trained by me and um, and the copywriting only agency, and I'll, I'll say another thing too, guys. Like uh, for years, we were like people were throwing money at me to write copy for them, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm a bit clever here. I wonder if I can also do the design and the development and all that, you know, all that stuff. So we added, we built this agency, and but that became so clunky and so much of a headache. And um, just a little while ago, I decided scrap that i'm just going to do copywriting only again and since then things have really taken off we're just we're focusing on that and um and that's that's really cool so that's that's um that's one thing uh that the main thing i also do do coaching and mentoring because it's such a big emotional payoff for me i love i love working with entrepreneurs and and helping them um get to the next level um and i've pretty much experienced every high or low that any entrepreneur can think of so um, I, I do love that part as well, um, the coaching and mentoring. But there, um, and Lanique and I, Lanique is obviously, you know, best-selling author in the, and, and been a doctor of metaphysics. So we combine marketing and mindset and we run our own events as well. But um, but I think moving forward, and our main thing is we just want to have the number one copyright-only agency in the world. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm pushing it pretty hard, man, as you see. Yeah, yeah. Well done, mate. Congratulations! It's it's great to see uh, the stuff that you guys are, are doing, um, and I'm uh, feel very privileged to be a part of your world and have been experiencing that for the last four plus years. So, uh, you know, look, is there anything else you'd like to say before we finish up on the call? Because we've we've had you on here for about forty minutes now, so it's time to let you get back to to being awesome. 
Um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to finish up on for the for people listening? That any last nuggets? Uh, yeah, I guess um, like when if if anyone's listening to this and say, "How can I get good at copyright?" I just want to um, I just want to uh, remind you that probably um, the, the the a lot of people the the money's not in particularly the writer; it's in the big idea. Like so. And, and it's a level of confidence that you need to have um, to number one come up with a big idea that scares you. If it doesn't scare you, it's not it's not big enough, right? Um, and then the next part is um, and, and, the, and the, as taking that big idea, and you've got to communicate that to the market, right? Um, so that's that's where the headlines come in. And eighty percent of the success of a marketing campaign sits in the headline because you know you could have the most irresistible offer incredible um, guarantee and um, jaw-dropping testimonials, but none of that will get read. You know, it's same, the same way that people buy a newspaper and they estimate that they stay on the page for three seconds, you know, what are they doing? They're scanning headlines, looking at images, and that's it. And, and, and the psychology in their mind is, is they're waiting for something to jump off the page and they say, is it worthy of my time to read anymore, All right? So that's how powerful headlines are. And, and the, the the things that I got good at the start was um, understanding my market so well, and then here's, here's the big um, clincher for you. If you could describe somebody's problem better than they can, they automatically think you have the solution. So 70% of the, you know, our time is researching the market and the avatar so well, better than the business owner knows, um, and able to um, kind of connect on that level. Then, then followed by that, I got very good at the big idea. Um, and then and then the headlines to um, kind of carry that into the market, um, and then the conversational storytelling, you know. Mm. Um, so there's some of the, a bit of a, I mean, I can go on and on and on, but I think I'd, I'd like to leave your audience with that. Have a think about that. Know your market so, so well. And how do you do that? You know, ring up 10 people, have a conversation with them, um, and, you know, find out what their f- number one frustration is. You'd be amazed at the insights you have about your market if you ring 10 clients, um, and that's where you're going to find your big idea um, and potentially headline and also get stories. Yeah, that's gold, mate. That's really, really, really great stuff, and uh, so few people actually do that. So if if you do that in your market space, you will already be leaps and bounds ahead of your competition. So fantastic stuff. Um, so, Brendan, any any last questions for Brett before we finish up? No, I think that's it. I've got uh, some really good quotes here. I'll put them in the show notes. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of uh, good insights. Uh, fantastic, there. fantastic. So, yeah. And uh, what's the best way you would like people to contact you if they're trying to get in touch with yourself, Brett, on all the different platforms? <laughs> Mate, it's, you know, you know generally, uh, like, Follow me on Facebook, even though I've hit my 5,000 kind of friends limit, but um, um, and only 10 of them are real friends. You're one of them, Ed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, no, but, yeah, follow me on Facebook. That's where I spend most of my time right now. But Or you can go to brettthompson.com, and, and the spelling is Brett with one T and Thompson without a P. Um, um, that's, that's, that site's yep. getting a makeover in the next few weeks. But, um, but yeah, that's probably the best way to reach out. And, uh, again, if, if you want me to mail you a a physical copy of the book, that would be awesome too. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for that. So we'll, we'll put a link to all that sort of stuff in there and people will uh, reach out and speak to you however they feel is the best way to do it. And um, we'll go from there. And look, say, uh, we look forward to having Lanika on the show sometime in the near future as well. 
because uh, I think her story definitely needs to be heard by more people. Uh, and as yeah. you say, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, there's some exciting stuff coming up, but we won't say any more at this moment. We'll let her do that later if it's appropriate. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but it's it's very exciting stuff. So thanks, awesome. buddy. Great to have you on the show. It's been bloody overdue, I can say that long. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I, keep, I, keep, I keep thinking, why haven't we had Brett on the show? And I think it's because you're never around. I can never pin you down like you're you're, you're like like a like a madman out there. So uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it, and have a super super weekend coming up. Yeah, thanks to both of you guys. I really really appreciate it, and uh, really good questions. And look forward to maybe coming on again another time. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll have round two. Thanks, mate. Take it easy. Right. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher.